People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am Joe. I'm here with Matt. Matt, what's going on? Yeah, hey, yo, what's going on? We are back for episode 119. That's 119. And uh, I'm feeling good, man. I dropped 10 pounds. My diabetes are in check. I still have hair, some hair. <laughs> uh, my vision is great. Speaking of vision... You and I have, how, how does the old saying go, great minds think alike? Yeah. Matt <laughs> must have got the memo, because as soon as we got together, we're both wearing Los Ingobernables t-shirts, and uh, what better way to segue into a congratulations, because it is due, congratulations to Tetsuya Naito and Sonata of Los Ingobernables for winning the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Hell yes. Um, you know, it's one of those things, New Japan, you know, we always say it here on the podcast, the moment you think New Japan, like you figured out their booking, the moment you think you figured it out, they throw you a curveball, and here we have two members of Los Ingobernables, your new tag team champions out there for New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, definitely two guys that can carry the, uh, the titles, and carry them... Uh, very wondrously, but also to accompany their new world heavyweight champion in the in the way of Shingo Takagi. Um, what do you think about all this, man? Is this? Um, I mean, give give me your general thought. But do you think this is? Uh, hey, is this too much ingobernable at one time? Is it just the right amount? Um, your thoughts? Well, for the for the Westerner and me, it uh, it takes the immediate tension or the question of what's Naito going to do about somebody else with with the heavyweight gold yeah you know that takes away that we kind of have so that hold answer. on wait wait mm. do you mean like are you saying that they're placating him Not, or, or like they're just trying to keep him busy like hey we know you you want that <laughs> title but here do this instead i i, th- I think originally i was gonna say not necessarily but i i think i think it, it, it kind of goes that way because if you think about it, Tetsuya Naito has been in that championship run for the past how many years? Three, four years at least, yeah. And and now he has to take a back seat to a fellow member of his group, a group that he is technically the leader on. Sure. Or, or, or sure. In. So I, I guess it, it kind of works that way. But at the same time, what I do love about this is that it takes that LIJ faction and instead of building that, oh, it's, there's going to be a rivalry here at some point. Yeah. And maybe it will be. You know, you know I mean, it's this is, but for the immediate future, instead of that, you have a faction that is stronger than ever because two major titles are now within that group. And basically, only one person in that entire faction doesn't have a belt, excluding Takahashi, who's on the shelf. Right. But I think when you have... A faction like that it, again, he speaks volumes to how powerful and how damn good they are as a group. We'll see in the, for the for the future, but as far as now, I think I think uh, this is more of that taking that out of the picture for now. Okay. And, and, but like I said, you can't really answer these questions because it's, <laughs> it's like they hear it. It's like, oh, you want to bet? <laughs> <laughs> And then they pull the trigger on something different. But uh, congrats to to uh, to Naito and Sonata. I, I I love seeing Sonata as champion. I I still want to see him hold that singles title for a long term at some point. But this will that he's been champion with Evil so many times to be champion with Naito. I'm curious to see what they bring to the table together. Absolutely, man. Uh, speaking of pulling the trigger, we have uh, wrestling going on in the background as always. On the main screen here, we have uh, AEW. Uh, this is Fighter Fest, correct? 
This is Fighter Fest. Yeah, yes. Fighter Fest night one, night one uh, yes. AEW twenty twenty one. We're currently watching. I said, pull, or Matt said, pulling the trigger, leading into the John Moxley versus Carl Anderson match for I believe it's for the U.S. title, correct? Uh, yeah. All right. And Speaking then, of New Japan belts, yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, on the other screen, uh, screen B, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Alternate screen. <laughs> We have the first hour, which was available free on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. It was. The first hour of the 2021 offering by Ring of Honor for, um, what is it called? Best in the World. Best in the World, thank you. So Main evented by Bandito versus Rouge for Roosh. the title. More, more ingobernables. They're yeah. all over the damn place. Uh, right now in the ring, though, is... Uh, Demonique Flamita and uh, Ray Horace, which is uh, Ray Mysterio's cousin, by the way. So that's going on right now. It's part of hour one of that. Uh, good, good card too. Oh, uh, dude! You know we're we're watching before we started recording. We're watching the rundown of the card for Ring of Honor, and I'm like, damn, I gotta get on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I know the outcome and everything, but I, I'm so excited at that card, like. And first, first, uh, first show in over a year for Ring of Honor in front of fans. In front of fans, that's man, does my heart good. So, <clears throat> real quick here, I want I wanted to ask you because I was thinking about it on my drive home from work. I knew I was recording tonight, <clears throat> and obviously, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to the summer of 2021, the the coming back to live crowds for. Virtually everybody in professional wrestling, and we saw we see that with with AEW, they're traveling now. WWE is about to hit the road. Uh, actually, by the time you hear this, they're already have hit the yeah, road. Yeah, they've already hit the road. Uh, obviously, we talked to Ring of Honor. MLW is coming back. Battle Riot will be their first show. Uh, that's in front of a crowd, twenty three hundred arena. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, it's just I mean, you name it, everybody's doing it for the most part. It just, it's it's a it's a great feeling, and there's still a lot of uncertainties with this pandemic and situations like that. We don't really need to go into detail with that. But I wanted to bring up the end of uh, the end of the era of the virtual fan in WWE with the with the Thunderdome. Now I I mess around with the, it. I, the I critically acclaimed yeah. <laughs> Thunderdome match. <laughs> I I actually. <laughs> I actually was on TV for that. I was. I, oh, that's I, right. I did. Yeah. yeah, I got. I got booted. I didn't get booted off, but I got moved away. Mm-hmm. All because I put my dog on the screen. Apparently, that's a no-no. Whatever. But <laughs> all that fan mail he must be getting now. <laughs> <laughs> He's a handsome little devil. I'll tell you that much. Um, I mean, it's it's funny. They Damn, didn't, Vince, Vince didn't want your dog to get over, man. But, but he didn't want my dog getting over. But it was okay me scarfing down pizza on <laughs> 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 <a> live TV. <laughs> I'll have to pull that clip and, and put it for you guys. But yeah, this is just a clip of me. Bianca Belair is walking in. I don't know if she's like, she looks right at. Like almost looks right at the screen. I don't know if she's she's looking at me or not. But oh, you were eating pizza. So I'm so. eating pizza. So, <laughs> <laughs> but show your dog. Nope, can't have him. Um, <laughs> the the Thunderdome, obviously the the virtual crowd and all that stuff. I was I was asked this by by a friend of mine who who listens to the show. Thanks for your support. And he's like, it's probably a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So I just, uh, I figured, let's let's answer it right now. The Thunderdome, as we know it, is it one of those things that, given two things, given that this pandemic doesn't worsen, and I'll just leave it at that. We don't go backwards, and two, in our lifetime, we don't ever see another pandemic again. Is is this? Is the Thunderdome that we saw on the July 12th or 13th episode of Raw, is that the, the last you'll ever see of that? Is Or is it something that you think they can incorporate into something in the future again? If they're smart, and I say if because the WWE of old is is no longer 
it is forever changing and sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's a bad thing i feel like with the wwe every time they take two steps forward they take three steps back and with this whole thunderdome thing they clearly set precedent on how things could go during a pandemic they were still able to offer some sort of fan experience mm-hmm. for their universe and it, it it had like it or not it has become the bar yeah now where that bar moves to from now on from here on out that's that's a whole different thing have we seen the last of it i don't think so and if they're smart getting back to what i was about to say if they're smart they will incorporate it into some sort of mutated version of what Amazon offers while you're watching a movie. If you're watching a movie on Amazon Prime, by the way, if you don't have a subscription, please, even if it's monthly, head on over 20x20crew.com, sign up for Amazon Prime through us. It helps the show. There's no extra fees or anything like that. And you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. But whenever you're on Prime and you're watching a movie on Prime Video, there's always like the little x-ray section. It'll tell you stuff about the scene, mm-hmm. stuff about the actors, all this stuff as you're watching the film. And it's a pretty cool experience, especially if you're into the movie that you're watching. I think WWE could benefit from that at some point. And, and, and it, for me... From a business standpoint, I wouldn't want something like that to be on during, like, Monday Night Raw. If I'm watching it on USA or what have you. But if there's no other way for me to be there, and I had the opportunity to go, like, that's a hell of a consolation. Give me give me a better fan experience. And, you know, they've already set that precedent what they do with the bar or what anybody does with the bar at this point is is beyond me but that would be you know that that's something i want to throw into into the 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 smoldering coals of of that flame uh what comes of it comes of it even if it isn't anything but i don't think we've seen the last of of the thunderdome we just might see a, a different version somewhere some somewhere down the line I mean, as silly as as it, it it looks, you know, and I just I'm intrigued to to see how you can do something like that. But think about it, though. Think about it this way. Think about think about that diehard fan that wants so desperately to be a part of the show, but maybe doesn't have the funds, maybe doesn't have the means to to go to a show. For whatever reason, um, financially, physically, physically able, what have you, and now you can via your your devices, you can actually be a part of the show. I think it's a cool concept for for those that actually want it. For me, the Thunderdome was a silly thing that I did. It's free, whatever. Right. You know, that's all it was. <laughs> but for the for that diehard fan, for that for that kid that. Wants to be a part of the show, but, you know, he wants to be at a show, but, you know, mom and dad won't take him or they don't have the means to. Hey, you can you can do it now. And you can root on your favorite guys and you can boo your most hated, you know, people. And I think it's a good concept. I, I, I think uh, I think they were onto something with that. And, and I not to, obviously not to the magnitude of what it was before because you got to have people in seats. You got to have a paying audience. You got to make money. I get that. But if you could incorporate something like that, even in a small aspect, I think it would be really cool for them to do that and kind of show that you're that you care about your fan base. Yeah, because yeah. you know, it, it's not for me, it's not for Joe, but it's definitely for some people out there. It was it was cool and it, and it gave them something. Even 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 if you know the pandemic is lifted at some point this year, next year, whatever. Even if that's the case. It'll still mean a lot to people because you have that ability to interact with 
your favorite product, if that is, or one of your favorite products, if that is the case, from the comfort of your own home, and you can still be a part of something, something as big as WrestleMania, and not have to worry about burning a hole in your pocket or. <laughs> What have you? I don't know. I think I think it was a cool concept. You know, going back to live shows, I know AEW and WWE are different entities because they have their fanboys that kind of just ex- they take over the product sometimes. Mm-hmm. That being said, WWE more so than AEW. WWE is intending on 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 traveling in, in more of those wrestling cities, Chicago being one of them. What do you take what's your take on the this is another pandemic entity, the forced and this is live, I'm not talking about taped, but that live filtered in crowd noise. This is another question that was asked to me. Does that stay or do they take it on the chin knowing that there's going to be certain areas where you're going to go to and everything that you think you're working for is going to get blown out of the water more than likely. Uh, before I answer that question, there's one more thing I want to add to the whole Thunderdome okay. situation. Fair enough. Um, for those of you uh, who don't know, uh, I know some of you know because you've asked me, but uh, I started collecting digital cards <clears throat> Um, I I I I run uh, I run an account under just about every tops based Android app. There's one for uh, baseball cards and Disney cards and whatever. Well, there's one for WWE cards. Okay. Um, look me up, twenty x twenty ring crew Joe. Um, I'm always up for a trade or whatever. But the out of all those apps, because they're all tops apps. There's there's a feature on there that the WWE Tops app doesn't have, and they should because it would completely go into um, a, a better fan experience, and it's a watch along. So the Disney app, they'll have like, hey, it's the you know 40th anniversary of Fox and the Hound. We're gonna do a watch along. And while we're doing it, we're going to offer you free coins for the app, free cards that you can't get any other time, things of that nature, right? Star Wars, same thing. Okay. You know? Baseball has tops now, where something historic happens or, or um, you know, something of that nature. Uh, the other night, you know, I'm a, I'm a Rangers fan, Joey Gallo, how many, I, I forget what it was, like, um... 14, 15 games in a row where he had a home run, that became a Tops Now card. And it happened, like, as soon as he the streak ended, they made the card for that night, and you could only get it, like, starting that day. And it was only for a limited time. Not quite a watch-along, but also a watch-along. Yeah. You know? WWE's Tops app doesn't have that. And I can't figure out why, because Tops has tops now for just about every property they have so if there's a, a historic event or something like that a tops now card gets made on the fly so why not wwe that's what i can't figure out but that would be cool if you're sitting there watching raw and like hey this is the fifteen thousandth appearance of this person make a card boom you can only get it while you're watching raw right you know um Simple gimmicks, man. Right? Simple gimmicks. Right? Goes a long way. <laughs> it's it's just crazy, too, because that entire company is one big giant gimmick. <laughs> God damn it. You set me up, Joe. <laughs> well, now I'm going to knock it out. <laughs> uh, getting back to your question, uh, pandemic-related, uh, what was it? I'm sorry. Noise. Oh, yes, the, the sweetening of the crowd. Mm-hmm. That's what it's usually referred to as. Do we see the sweetening of the crowd, uh, given markets, uh, or just given fans in general and, fans in general, and, and their natural? Okay, I tell you what, I think this is one of those situations where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If you're WWE, but more so, 
anybody with television with a television program because you're right you go to specific markets there's there's enough smart fans out there now much more so than any other time in professional wrestling history who could easily hijack a show. I hate that word, by the way, but that's what it's referred to as. Sure. I don't think we hijack the show. I think it's just fandom fans <laughs> being fans. Yeah, that's true. I mean, are we not allowed to like heels or baby faces or black people or white people or luchas or non-luchas, like yeah. hardcore wrestlers? You're, you should be allowed to fucking root for who you want to fucking root for. Sure. Right? Ideally. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, and and that's not always the case. And and you're right. There will be cities, as you and I have both witnessed in the past, much like other people, um, especially at live shows. You know, you come to Chicago for for lack of a better example at this point. Back when Ring of Honor and, and the Bullet Club were doing business together, you could not come to Chicago and not be drowned out by the the overwhelming crowd sounds coming from us about Bullet Club. Yeah. Could the almost one-year reign of Jay Lethal be over? It's so close! It's so close! Wait a second, what the hell? Taylor Hendricks just pulled... just pulled Todd Sinclair out of the ring! Wait a minute! Super kick! Oh, no! They got two Bullet Club shirts! Could there be two Bullet Club members? They said tonight there would be a new Bullet Club member. Could it be both Cabana and Lethal? Whoa, whoa. Oh, wait a second. There's been a power outage. What the hell? That's Adam Cole. Adam Cole, he's got a Bullet Club shirt on. Stop it. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. There was the. If you were not a Bullet Club fan, you fucking heard it, one way or another. That's not going to change, and it shouldn't. You're a fan. Be a fan of whatever you want. Yeah. That's the whole point of fandom. Don't let anybody sit there and tell you like, oh, that fucking stinks or you suck or whatever. Fuck you. Yeah. How about that? You know. It's, so sorry. so uh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, in the way of WWE. I'll say this. Even if they try to control the situation, it's it's just damage control at best. Mm -hmm. There's going to be collateral damage against them at some point. Um, but what they can do, because they have the, the viable means through their production and stuff, if they want to sweeten it on, on DVD or, or at-home releases and shit, they'll do it. Simple yeah, that, that. that for sure. Because they've done it before. They've done it before, yeah. It's it's going to be it's it's just intriguing that we even talk about this because it's been so long, but uh, I it just it was it was asked me and I figured it was, it was a, it's an, it's an interesting topic because it's like the pandemic changed a lot of things but at the same time did it you know it it changed things for the temporary and I'm not talking about like a whole thing as in, 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 you know like life in general but did pro wrestling change as much as we think it did or is it just like now you know what i mean so like eventually when we get a live crowd back in and we're doing this every week it's going to become normal again to go to wrestling shows have live crowds and all that stuff do we just go back to right to where we're at and i'm not you know it, it's 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 easy to it's easy and hard at the same time to answer that question because nobody really knows for sure but what i do know is that you have a a a wrestling company like WWE that financially is doing phenomenal 
but ratings wise, they're they're dog shit. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put a nice. Yeah, let's put a nice one. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're coming to live live TV, live shows. Certain certain areas are going to be very forgiving to that, but other areas won't be, and. It, this is where I mean like things don't change because you know what's not going to change is the mentality of well hey we can hear it now it's not enough that we don't get the ratings I mean, we can hear it they don't like our shit but nothing is going to change because the same routine is happening and to me that's the biggest problem of of all this is that no lessons are learned ever and I know it's the same like the same conversation we've had a million times. I know people complain to me about that. You're always bashing WWE. But I'm I'm asking you then, if you if you think that's what I'm doing, what what's going to change? What what formula is going to change if a live crowd that's been f- sitting at home for a year and a half is now coming to your show and they're booing you out the building? What do you just keep doing what you're doing or do you say, "Hey, what what gives?" Historically speaking, pro wrestling has always been reactive as opposed to proactive when it comes to fans. True. Okay? I don't think that changes. I think this is one of those systems where, much like it has always been, it will correct itself. Now we're having live shows. We're looking at Fighter Fest on the big screen here. Um... And you look at the crowd. Like, you can tell. It's it's pretty much a packed house wherever the hell they're at. I'm not sure where they're at. Yeah, I'm not sure. But it looks pretty pretty full, and they, a lot of people seem to be enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. So, when when a fan, when fans in, in droves decide that they're no longer a fan of your product, they're going to let you know because they'll stop attending shows. It's as simple as that, you know? And, and, and it, that isn't um, that isn't specific to pro wrestling. You go to Major League Baseball. Yeah. You know, you're, if your team is in the pits for the season, attendance is down. Sometimes well, you said pits, and Pittsburgh's one of those teams. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes very drastically. You yeah. Know, that that's not going to change, whether it be football, hockey, whatever. Fair enough. People are not going to pay to go see you if you're not performing. So, that's what I mean. This system will rectify itself. And whether it be AEW, WWE, if something's happening and they're going to get tired of your product, they get tired of your product, they're going to stop tuning out, which we've already seen in ratings. They're going to stop showing up to your shows. And then you'll have no choice but to get better. Or sink. Sink or swim, you know? Is this where... (laughs) Is this where the Thunderdome comes back into play? Vince is like, God damn these 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 damn fans will appreciate anything. Give me the give me the TV screens. Sadly, as, as <laughs> <laughs> sadly as much of um, of that idea th- that is, has always been floated around, like, hey, Vince has the final say so on everything. I think th- I think finally that notion is starting to change. And I think while he does make the final say-so, I think he has, even if it's like two percentage points, he has less of a say-so. And if he's if he's going to sell the business and get out of the business, that'll be really fucking interesting to see what happens after that uh, in the way of like live crowds and, and just overall viewership with, with that company at, at the very least. So, yeah, I, I think I think the other thing that a lot of people are missing here or, or, or fail to realize, we're, everything you're, we're talking about now and that you're seeing in professional wrestling, it is just amplified. It's always been there, but now it's amplified. Why? Because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to see, you, you know, we're, we're forced to be at home during the pandemic. So we're forced to watch it on TV if it's being offered nowhere else because we can't be there. So they're going to push their their own narratives, their own baby faces, you know, whoever they want to push, 
whoever they want to push his heel, and we don't we we have less of a choice. I say that because you can still tune out. Mm-hmm. You don't like it, don't fucking watch. Yeah, I think it. I think it's just more. You know, we live in that day and age where now social media is around, and if something gets pre-taped and somebody attends, I'm going to use this example, mm-hmm. like the MLW show at 2300. Yeah, it's already been taped. Right. I've I know people who have who went and have been there and have told me the results, and so it's like. You're gonna, you're always gonna have that now. Unfortunately, as long as the internet's around, you're always gonna have that. And whether you come into contact with it or not, is is at least half up to you, because there's always the the chance that it'll be spoiled uh, beyond your control. But yeah, it's it's it is more of the same. Whether we like it or not, it's gonna be more of the same. I think uh, I think the nature of wrestling in that aspect. I'm okay with because I've I've lived with that yeah. since I've been a wrestling fan. It's just it's interesting when it comes to WWE because even though financially they're doing just fine or more than just fine, their product is suffering significantly and the lack of fan base that you have is gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting the longer that we're able to do shows and hopefully it, we don't revert backwards um, because immediately you're not going to see that. Immediately you're going to get a lot of people there. We can go to WWE shows again. Things are going to be sold out. Everything's going to be looking great. There's going to be some key people coming back that, you know, it's going to be excited. People are going to be excited about whether we are or not, but you know, others will be. But eventually you're going to, you're going to get, I think sooner than later. And maybe this is what I was alluding to. We're going to go back to that, that crowd, what was it, in Portland a few years ago? <laughs> yeah. Where it was, you know, like 6,000 people in a 20,000-person venue. Yeah, huh? Where people had to, they had to tell people to move. Yeah. So, they, you know, they weren't so spread please, out. Please filter down mm-hmm. so we don't have to shoot this side of the, the <laughs> arena. So, I think we're going to see that sooner than later. It may not be in 2021. And it may not be in early 2022 because that's WrestleMania season. But eventually, we're going to get to that point if they don't, if they don't fix this problem that they're having, they don't fix this bad, bad writing where we have writers who have openly admitted that they were told it's okay that they don't know anything about wrestling, they can still work there, they can still write there. How does that happen? Well, I mean, I know the answer to that, but how do you how do you expect to run a wrestling show? Whether you want to call it that or not, it's a wrestling show. And you have people that don't know anything about the business. It's just it's a rest, it's a recipe for disaster. I mean, you want creative writers, you can have creative writers, but they better know what the fuck they're writing about. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's common sense to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean open open topics are only good when you're in school. Because you're just being graded on how well you can write. <laughs> you're writing about a specific topic here, um, and, and also too, it's just an absolute lack of respect for the for for what you do. Yeah. Yep. And and again, you can market it however you want to market it. Your sports entertainment company, your your competition is everything else, but you're not going to beat everything else. You can't even beat wrestling. You can't Raw and SmackDown can't even beat their 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 own competition. With NXT, uh, you 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 fail at literally every aspect, <laughs> and just because you're you're financially doing well, what's going to happen? What are those sponsors going to happen when you start having empty arenas? Yeah, I don't really want to sponsor you anymore. You're not going to get you're not you're you're not going to get you're not going to keep Fox happy. If that's the case. And again, this is not going to happen immediately. No. So nobody come at me. <laughs> some stupid they, shit. They have already came at you. <laughs> Trust me. You know, SummerSlam is going to be a sellout if it, if, it, if it hasn't already sold out. Survivor Series is going to do well. Obviously, we're going to have WrestleMania season. People are antsy to get back in. Even the house shows that they're going to do, which to me is just stupid. We don't really need house shows right now. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's, it's really a fucking waste. And, and not only that, but you're asking a lot of your talent as well. They spent the last year and a half in one spot, 
now they have to start traveling again. Why don't you fucking ease them into that? Yeah, right. Instead of this full, like, no, we got to travel five days a week again. It's like, well, <laughs> how about we just worry about Raw and SmackDown? That's and and in the pay per view once a month. That's 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 good enough. But. So uh, let's go. Let's go back. Let's let's time travel for a second here. I know that's a touchy subject for some people, but let's time travel <laughs> for for a bit here. Years ago. You had you had pro wrestling was was a system, okay? You had television. If you had television, you would write the television mm-hmm. in a certain way where you were you were hyping up a live show because that's where you made your money. Now, obviously, that no longer applies necessarily, but it could. Now, again, I'm not saying this is going to happen. But I will pose this question to you, Matt. If if the WWE or or any of these uh, wrestling federations or companies decided to do that this way and go back to that formula where we're using our TV to hype up our live show so that we can make money that way, do you think that would be a viable business model going forward post-pandemic or I'm sorry and if so who gets it right first by live show you're just you're talking just not even streaming or nothing just correct just... well I mean well I'd say like maybe exclusive like you know Ring of Honor has Honor Club mm-hmm. maybe it's an Honor Club Club exclusive Maybe it's a an untelevised AEW event like they've had. Maybe it's a, a, a an exclusive WWE pay per view for that town only, like they did with uh, the one in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. You know that sort of a thing. They did, that was a Starcade, wasn't it? Starcade, yes. Yeah. So those, I, I, you can't. You can't do that in this day and age, in my opinion, and maybe you disagree, but in my opinion, you can't do that all the time. Tony Schiavone is wearing a fucking earring. Doesn't he always wear an earring? Doesn't but, he have like a hoop? But that no, no, God no! <laughs> like a small hoop. He's not a fucking pirate. <laughs> like, like a small one. <laughs> no, he's got a diamond stud. On oh, he's got a diamond stud. But okay. I, I mentioned it because anything's possible when <laughs> that's going on. Apparently, Adam Page is feeling weird. Feeling weird. I just don't think that live show mentality, just, just for the live crowd, works all the time. Now, if you're trying to hype up a specific event and, you know, like we, we talked about many times, a few times on the show, with... You know, we, we talked about in the past using The Undertaker at house shows. And certainly having that hype builds, hey, I want to go to this show because you never know when The Undertaker is going to pop up. But again, we're still using the internet. We're still using social media. Over time, you can build you, you can build this, this hype train of, you know, hey, I got to go to this must-see show. And you can sell a lot of tickets there. But it has to be done sparingly. Okay, uh, um, I'll give you that one. It can't. It can't be all the time like it used to be, because we live in a technology world where people are like, "Well, why the fuck are you not filming this? Why do I subscribe to your streaming service if you're not going to show me?" So, it kind of works. It, it can work, but it, it can't always work. Now, who does it right first? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think there's only a few companies that can get away with that on a on a big big level obviously wwe is one of them AEW is another one um out of out of those two i would i would have to argue to say that AEW definitely has more leeway okay because they have the the forbidden door okay and that allows them to have access to a lot of people that are not on their payroll per se so I think AEW can do it first. They they definitely have that cult following. They they have 
They even have uh, the social media themselves, with even though it's not an AEW entity, but they do have being the elite, which is their their another way of of, of hyping their stuff. Which I, I can't stand fucking looking at the elite right now. Oh my god, <laughs> I just can't fucking stand it. Um, is he wearing a fucking romper? I think they both are. Jesus. Christ. No, I don't think it's a romper. I would much rather watch. The gorgeous Quinn McKay on the other channel there. Ew. <laughs> oh no, you're no. I'm sorry. It's not a romper. It fucking. It might as well be. It might as well be, Jeez. but yeah, it's not. What happened to the young bucks? <laughs> Good God. Um. I'm so distracted. He can fucking super kick his ass on out of here. I, I'm not even. <laughs> anyway. Um. But yeah, I, I just I, I, I out of those two, I think those two can get away with it on a major level. Now, Ring of Honor, MLW, and I'm probably missing somebody important, but they can do those shows, but this is not at the level of what WWE and AEW can, if that's what we're talking about here. Plus, you're talking t- building TV for the live show. I, I mean. They technically already do that as far as like pay per views and stuff like that. But <laughs> not, not very well, sir. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. <laughs> but uh, as far as like the the as as far as like doing it just for a live show, I think AEW does it better. I mean, AEW was built off that kind of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's my take on that. I don't know if you necessarily agree with that or not. I know we're both I, so distracted by this. Yeah, uh... yeah. No, I I half agree. <laughs> okay. I half agree. Uh, I I do like the idea of doing it sparingly, uh, but I I do I I don't like the idea of someone being out there be like, why do I pay for your streaming service and you're not gonna fucking show me this? Um. I think. I think that's like almost like a oh god. <laughs> I think that's like a semi-closed-minded approach, you know, um, it'd be like, it'd be like the NFL, you know, NFL has, has their, their own channel or service that you can pay for, mm-hmm. package, what have you, and they try to show you anything and everything, but if they were to do a game that was not televised, or available on that package, and it was exclusively done that way to promote live sales, <clears throat> ticket sales. Um, I could see where people would have some sort of gripe about it, but it, in the end, it's like it's one game. It's one game, and it's not like 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 you just said. It's not like people who are going to attend there aren't going to share the shit on social media. You know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. So. My my argument would have would would have been for that for that person is if it, they did it more than sparingly. If you do it sparingly, then yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Okay. Uh, but if you do it even monthly, you got to ask the question like, well, how important are these shows? If they're that important, then I should be I should be seeing them. Okay. Uh, you know, I mean, how do you build fandom by just being local? Cause that's that's what a that's what a house show is. It's just a local show. So, I I like the idea because it builds that hype. It builds hype, and certainly if you if you obviously you gotta you gotta promote like crazy and 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 get that hype train going, and also too with with the forbidden door in AEW's case, you could have something like um, I'm just throwing this out throwing it out there, but Omega versus Ibushi. But you gotta be there. You know what I mean? Okay. That's gonna fucking sell tickets. That's gonna sell the fucking arena easily. Now, I mean, eventually, would it be kind of nice if you did that again on TV so everyone could see it? Of course. I'm not, and I'm not saying do Omega versus Ibushi, but this is an example. But like, you could have that. You know, like, oh, they're in. Um, they're gonna do a show in in. I don't know, California. Okay. So you're going to do a show in L.A. You know who's going to be there? The L.A. Dojo. It's going to, you know, they're going to have some matches there. That 
stuff like that okay. was, is, is, is a good example, I, I feel, where it's like, hey, you want to see these guys in a LA Dojo versus AEW night? Okay. You know, okay. do something like that. But, like, as far as doing, like, really big shows, you got to have that buy rate, too. You got you to gotta sell that pay-per-view or that streaming service because, as we've seen with WWE's case, that's where the money's at. I mean, live shows are important, but live shows also cost a lot of money. So there's a lot of money that you got to put back in there. You got you to gotta pay production. You got to pay travel guys. You got to you gotta pay the venues. You know, I, so sure, there's, there's sure, a lot sure. of that that goes in, you know, so where you, where you have these empty shows and you're just, it's just straight production, you have less to spend and you're still getting those pay-per-view buy rates. It, it just... There's a lot of there's a lot of it, it's a very complex question, I guess, what it comes down to. Not as complex as whatever's going on with Kenny Omega's hair. <laughs> you know what? Like, I I go back. I see all of these wrestlers with their long hair, and uh, I've had short hair now for the last two years. And I almost want to grow it out so I can show him what a real man looks like. <laughs> man, I just... <laughs> So is this going to happen at All Out? Omega versus Hangman? We talked about it in the last episode. Omega's, you, you, you called Omega potentially getting fourth title. Omega, Omega, Omega Man. Yeah, uh... I don't know. I think my question to you is, is it Hangman Page's time? I think Hangman Page's time is is now and in the future. I don't think you have to go with him now. Um, can he can he carry that company on his on his shoulders as champion? I think he can where he's at now. Uh, yeah, I think he can. But I think he can in the future as well. I, I yeah, think, I, no, I agree with that. So I, 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 that. I think he's a he's a young enough guy. He's in great shape. You know, knock on wood, he stays that way. Um, if you want to run with Omega and do a long, I I, I want to see a long term rivalry here between Omega and Page. Does that even exist anymore? Not, not not here in the states, that's for sure. Fuck. I mean, again, we we watch a lot of Japanese wrestling. They they definitely take their time. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean. Omega versus versus Page, you do it at All Out. Omega wins. You don't do it at Full Gear, which is in November. Right. I say you, you save that rivalry until all the way to Double or Nothing. Okay. You know, and I, that's how I would write that personally. You save it until then. I mean, you have them go back and forth throughout sparingly. Again, I use that word sparingly. It's my dad joke, by the way. <laughs> but, <laughs> But uh, you do it, yeah. So you, you you do it every once in a while, and then you have your payoff match. You know, eventually, somehow, some way, Paige gets himself another shot, and you have that payoff match. And throughout that time, you have that tension always stay there. That's how New Japan would write that. I, I'm not saying do what New Japan does, but at the same time, I'm I'm, I'm, saying I'm, I'm also saying <laughs> shit. And you know what? Like, seeing that all four of those executive VPs have New Japan experience, you, you would think that somebody would bring that mentality to AEW. <sighs> somebody would be like, hey, let's, clearly, let's do the long clearly term. Clearly they were not paying that close <laughs> attention while they were in Japan. Look at fucking Omega. And, you know, and Omega and his his chase for that title. The, the, the coming, coming so close Coming so close to to beating Okada, I mean I, Dominion of 2017. Remember that match ends in a draw and just so exhausted that led all the way to Dominion of 2019, where Omega finally beats Okada two out of three falls over an hour match. To me, one of the one of my all time favorite matches, one of the best matches I've ever seen. And a lot of that too was because of that fucking payoff, that long term game. Now I'm not saying you got to go years with this Page versus Omega thing, but 
Certainly, months isn't asking a, well, a lot. Well, apparently it is. <laughs> uh, and you know what else kills me too? I, I had to explain this the other day to somebody. You have, um, I think, a lot of American fans have the notion in their head, like, well, if they're going to be in a pro, a long term program, I don't want to see them like at each other week after week after week. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I I, I kind of get where all that comes from, where all that comes from, but at the same time, if you look at New Japan now that we've mentioned it, mm-hmm. go back and and watch that that whole program. Were they were they always at each other every every show? No, not at all. Not not in the nowhere, least. not in the least bit. So it can be done, folks. It can definitely be done. Uh, if you want to know uh, what we're talking about and you, you don't have access, please head on over to 20x20crew.com. Check out our New Japan Pro Wrestling page and get yourself a subscription. It's roughly like eight or nine bucks American um, uh, per month, but you get so much content that it is like completely ridiculous. Years and years and years in New Japan, they're adding more and more English commentary. Um, yeah, that's so cool that they're doing that. Dude, if you're, if anybody, man, woman, child, dog, snake, you know, whatever, if you're into, <laughs> if you're into watching wrestling, really good wrestling, you're gonna enjoy New Japan Pro Wrestling World. So get yourself a subscription. Uh, we're watching again. <laughs> we're watching the first hour of. Best in the World by Ring of Honor. I'm cringing right now. It is Dan Housen and PCO as a tag team taking on the Beer City Bruisers. And, uh, good lord. Uh, PCO is still a fucking train wreck of a nightmare, folks. <laughs> Every time I see him do a move, I just I, I just hold my breath. I remember us being at that Black Label Pro show. <laughs> And my kid is like, why is that old man on the top rope? He's going to die. <laughs> I just, uh, every time I see PCO, I just I just think of, uh, that was a bad spot too. Um, he still did it better than PCO. Yeah, I just, I always think back of the times, the times, plural, <laughs> he suicide dives out to nobody. So yeah, the, the fucking opposite <laughs> side of the ring. I'll never forget that match he had with Matt Taven, and Matt Taven's telling the referee like, "We need to end this now." That, well, that was the first time. That he was did the first, it. yeah, yeah. Because he he almost he almost hurt Taven like tw- at least twice in that match, and Taven's like, "Nope, we're done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're done." <laughs> what the hell? Oh man, that's a that's a long term program. I don't want to see at all. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, you know we again wrestling shows are back live. If you if you're going to shows, um, you know hats off to you. I'd love to go to a show myself soon. Uh, it's been too long. Um, it's just it's it's an intriguing time because there's still a lot of uncertainties, of course, in in, in the real world. Uh, hopefully, we don't go backwards, but um, it's just going to be interesting. It's it's going to be interesting to see the the long term fallout, and we're not going to again. Long term means we're not going to know right away. There's going to be a, um, I think there's going to be a, there's there's an adjustment. Like there's that initial excitement, like hey, we're back, we're back in the pro wrestling, we're back in front of crowds again. But I, I'm I'm going to be inter- interested to hear what some of the the mentality is of like now that you're back in front of live crowds. There's a lot of things you can't get away with anymore. Yeah. You know, you can't do these silly camera tricks anymore. You yeah, got you no got more camera you, you got a live crowd. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see that. Um by the way, that's a pretty cool concept. We're seeing here, I forgot about that. They're doing uh they're doing an AEW show at the Arthur Ashe Stadium. Oh yeah, in Queens, Queens, in Queens New York. Yeah. That's and it's gonna be their first show in, in New York for AEW. So that's pretty cool. Hopefully, uh for all you new New Yorkers out there you can uh check that show out um pretty cool concept but uh i'm just i'm i'm just going to be interested to see in uh how how this uh comeback is going to be because i think i I don't think it's going to be as smooth as everybody think it's going to be i think there's going to be some trials and tribulations to it 
as we see uh, Christian Cage outworking Matt Hardy here. <laughs> this is fucking raw from eight years ago. <laughs> they certainly hyped it up like this is like some main event match here. You but, know what uh, though? I'm glad you're watching that and you missed what happened on on Ooh. Ring of Honor because uh, was another PCO. You, you you missed PCO doing a moonsault. He landed it by the way. Okay. Onto the Beer City Bruiser on top of teeth. <laughs> On top of teeth? Teeth, yes. Dan Housen's teeth. Oh, the teeth. So, at any rate, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to wrap things up. If you are going to live shows... Check us out first. Yes. 20x20crew.com. Oh, my God. We've got ticket deals out the wazoo. WWE, Ring of Honor. If they're coming to your town, you'll know. Um, And and I'll leave it at that. We always... Go support pro wrestling uh, or sports entertainment or, you know, Thunderdome or not. Uh, go check it out. It, it's, it used to be a good time. I'm, I'm still hoping it's a good time, uh, you know. So I, I, I'm i joking. It should it should be a damn good time. And make go. a lot of noise and hijack the show. Yes. Yes. As ugly as a word as, as that is to describe that, just go be a fan. Please, just go be a fan. Enjoy yourselves. Root for, for whoever the fuck you want to root for, because that's what fandom is all about. Don't let these fanboys ruin, ruin everything for you. Well, that's just a miss. And just boo yeah, him. just boo him. He, he gets nothing but boos. Uh, we are available on social media, facebook.com. Slash 20x20crew is our, our main Facebook page. Uh, if you want to come talk to Matt and I, uh, share memes and, and just uh, catch up on news and stuff like that, we're on Facebook groups, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk, wrestling talk, I'm sorry. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram with the same handle, that's at 20x20crew. Uh, you can email us, 20x20crew at gmail.com. If you've got a, a question, comment, request, what have you. And then, of course, our home on the web is 20x20crew.com. New site is up and running. Uh, I want to say, as of this post, I think our first 60 episodes are back up and running on, on the new website. Um uh, and are being retooled for all you Patreon followers. And, uh, yeah, that's where we're at right now. So, thank you. Thank you, as always, for listening and, and hanging in there with us. And be rest assured, there's plenty more more to come from us. Yeah, I just want to give a, a very uh, quick but yet somber rest in peace to Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Absolutely, man. That's... Sad day for sure. But, you know, uh, I heard... I heard, uh, I want to say like a week before he had passed, that it literally was day to day. No. And I'm just like, man, you know, because it was like one of those, like, so Terry Funk, you know, we find out that he's like in assisted living now, and it was like such a, it was sad news to hear. Like, Mm -hmm. as, as much as we joke about Terry Funk, like... Dude's a fucking national treasure when it comes to pro wrestling. There's yeah. no two ways about mm-hmm. it. And then Tommy Dreamer came out with the news like, "Hey, I just talked to Terry. Everything's fine. He just it's he's just starting to slow down now." So that that gave me a, a little more um, assurance that things were better than they had were were previously reported. And then things came out about Mr. Wonderful. And I'm like, oh man, I hope it's the same thing where it, it just sounds bad, but it's not as bad. But unfortunately, when it got reaffirmed to me that it, it really was like, it's a day-to-day thing. And they they didn't expect him to last more than a few months, unfortunately. But it happened sooner than that, obviously. And uh, yeah, uh, we're going to miss him. Uh, speaking of National Treasures of Pro Wrestling, he's definitely one of them. I mean... I think one of the first clips that everybody started sharing was when he turned on Hulk Hogan, uh, and this dude, classic, absolute yeah. classic, man. And you, you couldn't ask for a better performer in the ring. I mean, strong. He knew what the hell he was doing. Um, he put people over, and uh, I, I will say uh, one thing about this. Uh, you know, there's no matter no matter who you are in life. When you pass, uh, 
I think the, the the right thing to do is if you're not going to say anything nice, then don't say anything at all. And I say this because of one guy. So, uh, Brian Alvarez, you can go fuck yourself. Mm. And I'll leave it at that. I just, I just, uh, I just feel that uh, Paul Orndorff was uh, one of those guys that, especially from, from my generation, I'm a little younger than Joe here, uh, very undervalued until much later in in, in our wrestling lives. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking workhorse, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolute workhorse, and uh, yeah, very sad news. I just. Uh, I I just hope he's wrestling in paradise. So uh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I've been Matt. He's been Joe. You guys have been fantastic as always. And until next time, we will see see you in the ring. ring.